Welcome, family, and thank you for joining me for episode 7 of the Indigiru Podcast. On this episode, I wanted to discuss the importance of vulnerability and clarity with our children. I will start off sharing a story about an interaction my youngest child and I had maybe, I don't know, four or five days ago. So during this, uh, this pandemic, TV time has definitely um, <laughs> been at an, uh, what feels like an all-time high in our household. So just to give some background, um, before this stay-at-home order, uh, there was no TV watching um, on a school night. And then there's like a two-hour max, depending on what the day or the time is, in terms of, um, you know, gadgets, tablets, phones, um, movies, and movie nights were excluded from that time frame, but just to give you a background. And so, um, during this this stay-at-home order, whether it's uh, watching educational videos on YouTube, whether it's just straight watching Netflix, or some other TV show on some other streaming service, um, our TV time has definitely hit um, at least double <laughs> the two-hour time frame that it was before. We're at like four to six, depending on, on what the day is looking like and um, definitely if it's rainy outside. So just giving that some some background to what my little one has been experiencing and so one evening uh, we were getting prepared for bed and I don't even know what I what the conversation was or what was happening and um, he said to me something to the effect of yeah tomorrow I'll probably just you know watch some cartoons so I don't bother you and I was like full stop and I was like what do you mean um so you don't bother me and he basically went on to explain that he felt like I was allowing him more time to watch tv and spend time you know interacting um, in ways that he knew was not my standard because I didn't want to be bothered with him And so, you know, I felt this, like, this feeling in my gut. And at first, I was like, you know, like, what? Why would he think that? And, like, my mind started to race. And then I said, you know what? Let's do a full stop. Um, There are some many layers as to why that's been happening in our household. Um, But most of all, he deserves to to have a conversation about this because clearly it's been something he's been processing on his own and so you know I said can I you know can I share something with you can I talk to you about you know something in regards to what you just said he's like yeah sure da, da, da. so I'm like you know um you made a statement you know a few minutes ago about you being able to watch TV so much because I didn't want to be bothered with you and I wanted to let you know what was going on um, with me and from my perspective and why that's happening and let you know that 
you're not bothering me. That's not why you've been given this pass to be watching TV. And um, it basically turned into a super vulnerable conversation where I shared with him um, just like the grieving that I've been experiencing, um, a diminished capacity really for um, his heightened energy and in those areas where, you know, I felt like I, you know, we had pretty good boundaries before, or I was just very interactive in these different ways that, um, between the loss of my grandmother about a month ago and the loss of my uncle about two weeks ago, it's just been like back to back to back to back. And although I haven't been necessarily crying every day or, um, whatever those typical grieving emotions may look like what I have had is a decreased capacity to kind of deal with a lot of what comes with six-year-old boys very very high energy lots of talking lots of engagement lots of questions and so as my capacity has diminished and I've been uh, grieving in the way that I've been grieving Um, and just needing rest, needing quiet, needing time to process on my own, that has turned into uh, more time for him (laughs) to watch cartoons. And so I shared with him, you know, um, some nights slash mornings, I'm not going to bed until six o'clock in the morning. And so when you wake up at eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock, I'm still very exhausted because I had been up, you know, the whole day and then well into the morning and that's been going on for several, several nights. And so, um, while you think that mommy is resting while you're resting, I'm actually not. And depending on the day, I may not have slept at all. I may have watched the sunrise and watched you open your eyes before I actually get a chance to like go to sleep later that afternoon. I said, so on top of the grieving I'm just very tired and exhausted and I haven't been able to figure out a way to you know work out the insomnia and so he's asking me questions I'm sharing my experience and it was just such a vulnerable and clarifying moment where I was able to affirm him and his value to me like sure yeah you get on my nerves sometimes like let's be ultra clear that when you're mom mom mommy 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 like I really don't like that I don't really appreciate that energy but by and large you're not being able to watch tv because I want to dismiss you or that I don't want to engage with you and really just explained what grief can look like and and some of the the different ways that people grieve and how it's a very personal thing and you know hopefully not wanting to project any of that onto him and apologizing for the ways that it had projected onto him and um you know began asking him questions like you know what have been your favorite days so far and and what does that look like and you know oh when we went outside and we were playing scooters and things like that and he had been outside for a few hours for many days but I was not necessarily a part of that and so what came out of that conversation with him was um, an agreement where I agreed that regardless of how I was feeling 
in a day regarding uh, the grieving process or whether I was able to rest, that I would be intentional about spending um, at least an hour of two where it's like, you know, full on, doesn't matter if you're tired, we're out in the dirt, we're doing a project, we're playing a, a game of Chinese checkers or Twister or something like to affirm, you know, his presence and, and his needs. And that then also um, affirming that I am still grieving <laughs> and I have not gotten yet over this uh, insomnia issue. And so um, you still won't be able to watch a whole bunch of TV way more than you normally would, at least for the next couple of next couple of weeks, I was presuming. And so but agreeing with him that that didn't mean that he meant anything less to me and we hugged we kissed we tickled you know we had some tickles and and we laughed after that and we were able to um, go to bed on a really sweet note and and I have kept to my promise where you know every day after that we've we've done projects around the house we've done things outside and his feedback at night is you know today was a great day or yeah this feels really good and like giving him a a space to really say how he felt about how his day has gone and some of those days have included um tv still but again that engagement and so that let me know that the agreement that we came up with um honoring that felt good for him and it felt good for me and so i just i wanted to share that story because I thought about how often we have these moments with our little ones that might feel like the information is so big or it's so much or maybe we haven't even practiced um, being vulnerable with them from our perspective based upon the things that they're saying. Like I could easily have been like, you know, boy, like get in a bed, like I don't even know what you're talking about or dismiss them boy whatever like you know oh those big feelings of yours but like not doing that and listening to what he was like what he was saying and how he felt caring about it and and being vulnerable in that moment really opened the door for I mean I don't know I don't that I wasn't even expecting that I wasn't expecting to have a conversation about Um, grief in the way that I did I wasn't expecting to talk about the struggles that I'm experiencing the way that I did not with my six-year-old you know it was the same level of conversation that I had with my best friend you know and so I was like oh my gosh like this was it was just so valuable and I appreciated it even more because it's like now this six-year-old boy has an understanding of or at least an experience to go back to and say, you know, oh, sometimes when people are grieving, it might look like this. I, you know, my mom experienced this and that, and we talked about this and that, and this is something that was a part of my experience. And so now he has that in his bank of experiences to pull from in the future. And also the the liberation of, for me as a parent, being able to put words to like hey honey I don't have it all together 
um, not even close. I am (laughs) struggling with all these emotions that I'm feeling and the tiredness and the insomnia and, and this is my solution, which is not, um, super put together and it's not super organized, but I'm okay with it in this moment because this is also happening in the middle of this, you know, global national experience. And it's just a bit too much right now for me to to add an additional stress about, you know, TV time, clock and TV time hours, but being able to be um, vulnerable with him, that was like a freeing moment for me that I, that I hadn't really anticipated or even thought about, honestly. And then also like empathy can come in some of the smallest packages, like He really sat with me eye to eye and was like, oh, yeah, oh, you're tired. Oh, man, yeah, I get tired sometimes. And, you know, as I was sharing my experience, he was there empathizing with me. And it was just such a profound moment where I was like, gosh, you know, we cannot underestimate these little ones and their capacity for empathy and understanding and expanding on that as adults and expanding in ourselves in those in those ways like it was just so simple not staged not poked not prodded it was just a super organic moment um and it was so healing and it also it pulled me back into the present you know it pulled me right back into the moment and pulled me right back into being in connection with him and being able to be vulnerable and and even now you know we're a few days out and he's checking in like you know were you able to to get any sleep last night like how are you feeling this morning um I'm gonna go make myself a you know a bowl of cereal and and you know I'll be right back and it's just this like uh okay like this is great but it's also not you know extra it's just it's basic care and consideration and some of these outlooks and perspectives we tend to think because you know there's tons of adults out here that are struggling with these very concepts and so sometimes we forget that you know it can sit and and open up and blossom in these little ones so beautifully and so naturally that um I don't know you can you can just forget that that is that's a part of development it's a part of of being human and it's to nourish um, each other so just as much as um, I nourish my children on a day-to-day or month-to-month or year-to-year level there are these moments where you know that is like a continuum it's reciprocated we are nourishing one another we have a capacity for empathy and compassion for one another and it's not attached to how old we are, how young we are, how many experiences we've had or not had. And I think that's one of the things, one of the takeaways um, in these last month or so, let's see, April, May, yeah, last month or so of dealing with these different losses is just like, you know, seeing how each of the children are processing and, and bringing them into um, the process of death and hospice and, um, sudden death and, 
caring for your family in these different ways and just watching them I have learned uh, so much about what it's like to to reintroduce concepts you know like I don't recall ever really having much conversation about death or things that happen or what to expect or feelings and um, let alone what the grieving process may look like or um, depression or isolation or any of these things Uh, insomnia any of these things that come along with um, grieving the loss of a loved one I just I don't recall and so I know even for me like these are new experiences having these conversations with my children and, and really talking it out and obviously I'm I'm talking to them like I'm talking to you right now like I don't <laughs> I don't have a um, there wasn't a, a bite-sized version of what I'm experiencing that I could really um, get into with him so I just was like yo like I'm not sleeping <laughs> I'm tired and I'm grieving and then sometimes I'm crying and sometimes I'm not and and I really just don't even have a capacity for real to be to get with you every single day like I can get with you a little bit here I can definitely cook I can definitely do these things but I really just don't have a capacity to engage and in creating space with them through um, vulnerability and transparency and and how that has actually deepened our connection, uh, our parent-child connection. And so I just wanted to, um, I wanted to just share that. It was just such a profound um, exchange and it was just deeply, it was just very deeply connecting. It was a beautiful moment between the two of us and it really um, inspired me to add more vulnerability and transparency to some of my other interactions with people and um, I have to say even just um, being intentional about that over the last few days has really led to some great understanding and empathy even in some of my adult relationships and so you know I'm just sitting in gratitude for um, my youngest child um, teaching me in that moment Um, In many moments, he teaches me, but just that beautiful moment of being taught and and being open and sharing these awesome experiences um, with the humans we're blessed to to share life with. So hopefully, uh, as you go about your week, you can look for ways to be vulnerable and transparent and deepen the connection with those that you love and those that um, you're interacting with on a regular basis. Uh, For me, it was very deeply healing, very deeply helpful um, and connecting. And I know for sure that the way it left me feeling, the way that I feel now, the way that I felt in the moment, um, It's just a beautiful feeling and just encouraging you all and letting you know that there is so much beauty and so much depth. We can add so much depth to our connections by being vulnerable and transparent with one another regardless of age.
So that's it. I look forward to uh, speaking with you all next week, and I'll talk to you then. Thank <laughs> you.